It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into Counterculture. I'm Jonathan Sanborn. I'm so, I, I love what God has been able to do so far with the show. We really highlight the peacemakers, the bridge builders, those people who are helping build compassion in our city and even here in Arizona and even around the country. And I get, I get the privilege of reaching out and, and to my friends and the people and leaders across, across this great land and, and hearing their story and hearing what they're about. And it's been it's been an encouraging journey. So, and today we have in studio we have Oye Waddell. Welcome, Oye. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. Thanks for coming in. Oye is the executive director of Hustle Phoenix. We've been friends, right? For we've known each other what four or five years? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Back when my crazy government working days, Oye came <laughs> was he gave me a chance and spoke at one of my events and made me look legit. So <laughs> I was funny. a nobody. <laughs> oh, that was great, man. That was yeah. a great opportunity. Thank you. And uh, and now look at you all leg- big big deal now. And <laughs> oh, okay, so Waddell Oye grew up in the inner city of Los Angeles. And has a long track record in urban education and entrepreneurship. He's uh, uh, attended University of Washington on a full athletic scholarship to play football. And just so you know, I'm, Oye is twice my size. He could crush me with his bare hand. Oh, man, you're yeah. funny. I'm, I'm the artsy type. I crack jokes. That's my de- deal. Oye, he's, he's, he's a man mountain, but he's, he's has a, with a huge heart. Uh, you know, he went to has a master's of public administration from USC and master a master of education from ASU. Wait, so double master? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I have just one master's degree, yes. and f- since I've gotten it, I have not been able to get my wife to call me master. <laughs> it's just not working, and so good luck with, with the, that. With, <laughs> it's not working, and I just gave up. So it's this yes, dear, and I'll I, I'll accept that, but not I, everything else hasn't worked. Amen. But no, Oye is one of the most important voices in entrepreneurship here in in Phoenix and breaking out of poverty. And I really appreciate Oye coming in. Um, so Oye, before we get into questions and hearing about Hustle Phoenix and some of your background, we like to play a game called Fake News. Sure. So fake news. This is hard. This is this is big stuff here. You need to say something that's true and not true about you. So two different things. Mm-hmm. Something that's true, something that's not true. And I get to guess what is true and what is not true, which is fake. Sure. So go ahead. At, go at it. And I, in any order. Something is true. And not true. But any order. Don't, you can mess. Don't. Okay. Any order. Just any two order. things. Something just two is, things. It's kind of like two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. Gotcha. Except just one truth, one lie. And I try to guess which one's fake. Got it. Okay. Uh, uh, I've um, I recently uh, went to the Dominican Republic and saw a ministry uh, uh, do some amazing work. Okay. <clears throat> and also, um, I love NFL football. Okay. So now that's interesting. E- each of those are plausible, and. The uh, so now I usually like to in in studio I can look at someone's eyes and he didn't look at me at either one he was <laughs> avoiding eye contact which means he could be lying about either one 
<laughs> so you sort of presume he loves football because he had a, f- a football scholarship, but maybe he's one of those where he doesn't like the NFL, he likes college. But going to the Dominican Republic recently, that this is this year, man, I don't know. So I'm going to say Dominican Republic is fake news. Wrong. Oh, <laughs> you got me. Yeah, uh, I, I recently went to the Dominican Republic. Wow. And uh, saw a great ministry called Tears. Okay. Uh, Rodrigo is the guy that leads it, and it's amazing. He's doing, doing some, just in the barrio, the really poor area yeah. of Dominican, doing some amazing work. So went there, down there for eight days, and really got to see his work and uh, the churches he planted, mm. the, the water wells, the schools that's been built. Wow. How Jesus has really used his ministry. Amazing. I was super inspired, right, by the work that he was doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It had to have been amazing, especially yeah. during all those crazy times. Exactly. It was just such a breath of fresh air, especially during these crazy times, man. But then, okay, I have to ask one question. You don't like the NFL. Not that's like all. That's like the American flag to some people. I know, man. I just can't. You it's just can't. hard. I, it, the purity of the of the football is gone. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, it's all about money and, and contracts and you know TV, yeah. which is I understand. I mean, but, we live in a capitalist sure. society, but um, uh, high school football, little league football, like that, and college football. Yeah, no, it's just pure love of the game, right? Uh, playing so, their hearts out, playing their hearts out for the university or for the you know the the the. The the team on their backs, I love that. I could watch that all day long. <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. People, the love and purity of the game. My favorite high school, my favorite sporting event I ever remember in my entire life was my own high school's uh, championship game. And I just there's just something about the pat like just putting your lives in, in front of you on the line. It was just amazing. Yeah. So, but you you and I both are from Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and uh, but you grew up in the inner, in inner city, and I was over in the San Fernando Valleys, goofing around, doing nothing with my life, playing sure. video games. Sure. But you grew up in, in in inner city, and how did that prepare you for where you're at now? Yeah, I think God uses our stories, and so you know, I think. Uh, God just uses that as uh, prepared me in terms of giving me a heart for inner cities, not only in Phoenix and L.A., but all throughout the country. So I just care about the poor. And, and it, <clears throat> I think living and growing up in inner city has given me a vision for mm. what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. But I think at the core, man, uh, it just God used that as my story to be able to propel and give me a vision of what he wants me to do. So did you yourself were were poor? So you, would you call yourself poor growing up or sort of middle class or how would you? Uh, that's, a, that's a tricky question because my, my my mom at one point was on food stamps, but I would never have called us poor. Sure. Poor is a mindset. Yeah. Poverty is a mindset. Yeah. If you're talking about materially, no, I didn't grow up with a bunch of sure. uh, money and things like that. Um, my mom was on food stamps, so I guess by uh, U.S. standards, we were poor. But honestly, man, I think more and more as I get older, I understand poverty. Poverty is a mindset. You can be mm-hmm. wealthy and have a poverty mindset. Don't mm-hmm. give. Hold all your money. You know, things like that. That's poverty to me. Yeah. But poverty – and also to me, when I think about poverty, it's about relationships. Mm-hmm. Lack of relationships is true poverty, not just money. When you're isolated, you don't have anyone to help when exactly. something goes down. Yeah. Not only that, just isolated. You can have a bunch of money and have people to help you. But if you don't have true, authentic relationships, that's poverty. Yeah. So the most – when I was in the DR, 
you know, they didn't that you would consider that poverty, but man, those were some of the happiest people. Yeah. And the most joyful people because they had each other. So I think yes. I remember I, I spent a week there myself, and I visited a church, and I, and I spent an evening with this pastor, and we he would sit on his front porch in, in his community, and everyone would just that every night for like two or three hours, everyone would walk by and talk to the pastor, sure. and he was loved, and it was like this happiness and connectivity to his community. It was one of the most. It was absolutely beautiful. Sure. And it was that connectivity and relationship, just like what you're talking about, that really – now, material things do matter, like clean water, sure. access, even access to capital, you know, justice, some of the I – mean, I mean, like justice systems. Sure. Those all matter. Yes, they definitely do. Yeah. Guaranteed, especially in our American system. So, yeah. Yes. So we need those as well. Of course. But oftentimes it's neglected that we need – how important it is. The relationship is that we have that they're really the reconnection of relationship with the poor. Sure. I think uh, honestly, I think sometimes we look at poor as people to be served. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think we need to stop and start listening, start listening to the men and pe- men and women that have been historically marginalized. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to stop thinking that we have the answers and we need to help the poor. Honestly, we need help from the poor. Yeah. That's fantastic, and it's it's not you won't hear that in a lot of circles, and and I I, I, I but I I resonate with that. Tell me what that's meant in your life. Like, what does that look like here in Phoenix? Like listening to the poor. Yeah, or or listening to the materially poor. Let's just okay. Call, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Let's just quantify that. Just because I think, man, like uh, <clears throat> when you when you don't have a lot of resources, you have to figure things out. Right. Yeah. And you become you get creative, mm-hmm. right? For good or bad, you get creative. Yeah. Uh, but I think at the core, when you don't have ton- tons of resources, you are forced to depend on other people. Mm. And God calls us for community. In fact, you think about just the three things that happened in the fall. Like there was isolation, isolation from God, mm-hmm. from each other. When mm-hmm. when when Adam blamed Eve, when right. God asked him, sure. And then, and then the non-human creation, right? Like, yeah. Like work became hard. And, work yeah. became hard. Yeah. We have tornadoes and all these things, yeah. right? But again, it starts with isolation. Mm. And one thing that I think as Americans we can learn from people that have been historically marginalized is how to do community. Mm. And I think it's really evident now with this coronavirus and things of that nature. Man, you, it's kind of it's kind of slapped you in your face like you know if you have community or not. Right. <laughs> and I would say most people, they have Social media community. Right. But true, authentic community, they don't have it. No. And we're hungry for it, but we don't really know what it is. Exactly. There's like this longing within us. This, And some people said that we're in a loneliness epidemic. Sure. I've heard it said that. And I think that relates to the fact that we don't, we don't really understand well community. Yet our brothers and sisters in Christ, like in the Dominican Republic, or and oftentimes have this better figured out than we do. Guarantee. And not that yeah. that's poverty, man. That is. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and so we can we can actually reproach ourselves as learners from other people, not just oh those poor people need our exactly. all our excess. Yeah, yes, yeah. So wh- what you're talking about really t- kind of helps me understand a little more. But maybe you could explain why you started Hustle Phoenix. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, one of the things I, I see, especially in communities that have been historically marginalized, is that you have men and women who have tons of opportunity or tons of skill and ability, right, but don't have the relationships to, to, to 
to form the skill and ability mm-hmm. and actually use it to be a blessing to others, mm-hmm. right? And so you think about just historically uh, uh, in, in our country, our prison population has grown over 500% wow. in the 1980s. Yeah. Right? And the church, most of the people in the church don't understand it. Right. right? Like communities have been decimated because of some of our policies that have been right. written. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. And so with that, 500% increase since the 1980s, 80% of the uh, increase is ec- people have been incarcerated for economic crimes. They couldn't pay like a fee or something like that. Not necessarily. It oh. could be drug dealing. Drug dealing. Okay. So, uh, create, you know, stealing, robbing, things right. like that. Okay. But economic. It's economic. related to economic Oh, I crime. see what you're saying. Got it. Um, and 60%, I'm just giving you some statistics, 60% of that increase, 80, 80% economic crimes, 60% of that 500% increase has been primarily African-American, Latino. And then when you think about these things, as you continue to press on it, press in on it, you think about just poverty in general in the U.S., 80 percent of homes that are led by single family, single moms are in poverty. Yeah. So you yes. take the man out of the home. Right. Right. That 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 that, that home and that family is more, is more susceptible to poverty. Right. And so what that's, that lets me know is like as the church, man. We got to help people learn how to work. Yes. Or, or create. To create, yes. Jobs or help people create their own jobs so they can work. Work mm-hmm. is a fundamental part of the creation. We see that in Genesis 2.15. Yes. When God calls Adam, I mean, uh, yeah, Adam and says, hey, work and, and keep the garden. Yes. Bottom line. Right? That was before sin entered before in. Before sin entered in. Yeah. Genesis 2.15 says work and keep the garden. Yeah. Right. And so that's what he gave. That's the mandate. Yes. Work is a part of who we are yeah. in the creation mandate. And so when we think about all these things that are going on in urban communities because of like systemic issues that we think that we can it's clear. Right. Um, I just think as the church, man, we have to have a response. Yeah. Because I think our kids, what they're going to they're going to ask all this stuff that's happening in these communities. We, it's happening under our watch. Right. As the church, what did we do? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're not doing anything. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a hustle is a direct response to saying, look, man, how do we help people become more of who God called them to be? Right. Yeah. How do we help people live out the creation mandate? Mm. When you start a business, right, hustle, the mission of hustle is to empower men and women with the intellectual, social, and financial capital to start businesses that glorify God and mm. serve their neighbor. Mm. Clear. Right. Yes. Say that again. You said it kind of fast. That was really good. The mission of Hustle Phoenix is to empower men and women in urban inner city communities with the intellectual, so training, yeah, social, yeah, relationships, relationships, financial, yeah, money, financial capital, yes, to start businesses that glorify God first with the vertical beam of the cross, right, and serve their neighbor, the horizontal beam of the cross, as business, as business. That's what Fantastic. you're doing. You're glorifying God, yeah, serving your neighbor, right, and so. And so that's our mission, right? And so we see opportunity in the hardest parts of our communities. Mm-hmm. Right? And so how do we get behind people that already have the the energy, the hustle, the ingenuity? They have the idea. Mm-hmm. How do you get that idea moving? How do you become more of God? Who, who, how do you become more of who God calls you to be through Genesis one and yes. two? Yeah, that's right. right. That's it. We're doing. We're just fulfilling. So we're, I don't, we're so, participating in the creation mandate. That, so, at, in my business, 
So, so you have a view. You have actually a really a holy view of business. Very much so. In fact, hustle tells the biblical story. Mm-hmm. Hustle Phoenix, right? It's it's it, there's a theological framework to Hustle Phoenix. Yeah, and I could share it with you if you want, but I, <laughs> but I, I, I'll just be quick. Yeah, because right? I think this is important. Yes, this theological framework around Hustle Phoenix is. Historically, when you talk to men and women who understand urban communities, if you live, listen to any type of rap music, when they talk about hustling, it's really in a negative connotation. Sure, right. Take away. Everybody's hustling. Everybody's hustling. Yeah. It's, it's really used yeah. negatively. Right. Get money at any means necessary. Yeah. Right? But with Hustle Phoenix, what we say is we look at hustle and we're trying to, like you talk about counterculture, we're trying to transform how people look at hustle. Right. Instead of, we say instead of hustling to take away from community, how do we hustle for the common good? Mm-hmm. So when we think about the biblical story, creation, fall, redemption, restoration, and creation, right, God created something out of nothing. Yeah. Right? That's that's what hustlers do. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, they're pressing into who God is. By God giving them an idea, yeah, and then they mull on that idea, they think through that idea, and they start carrying out the idea. Mm-hmm. That's a part of the creation mandate, right? Yes. But then we think about the fall because, right, there's a separation from God, separation from one another, separation from non-human creation. When we think about hustling, right, because of the fall, people are doing things illegally to make money. Right, right. right. So money is their God and not God himself. Right, right. right? Or we think about the separation from one another. And business transactions, a lot of times because of the fall, we don't trust our fellow man. Right. right? That's why we need contracts and things of that nature. Sure, sure. And then when we think about that separation from the non-human creation, a lot of times we overuse the ocean and our our environment. Right. We overuse people. Yes. Just just for the cause of making money. Yes. And that's, that's where we see the implication of the fall. And business, but because of redemption, because of Jesus, right? We can bring yeah. it back. We're brought back in a relationship with God. So how the, we think about the, from theologically, from the hustle standpoint, is like because of the cross, we're saying we want our entrepreneurs to have a right relationship with God, the vertical beam of the yes. cross, and their neighbor, the horizontal beam of the cross. And we're say, so we say if 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 the market needs your product or service. And you're in right relationship with God, and you continue to serve your neighbor as as God commands us to right. do. Your business will grow. Bottom line, fantastic. You know what I mean. And then, yeah. as we look into the restoration, what God is about to do, right? We have this hope that God is going to restore this community, this our cities, our world to the way it was supposed to be, right? Um, where heaven comes down and marries earth. Yeah, right? and there's this new creation, and so we say, you know, the hustlers that are on the street now. If they, you know, if God calls them to himself, they're going to be successful businessmen, mm-hmm. new heavens, new earth. And so we help people to say, listen, uh, we call it restorative hustling. Yeah. Like, right. Like so we want as our businesses to restore community. It's not Restor- just about not make- just making a buck and getting no, out of there. Not at all. Yeah. Our businesses should be about restoration, restoration of yourself and your God, restoration of your family, but restoration of community. Oh, yeah. This has been great. If you're just tuning in, this is uh, I have Oye Waddell in studio with me. This is Counterculture with Jonathan Sandler. What a great discussion. And if you haven't figured out, Oye is pretty passionate about what he's about Hustle Phoenix and what this is about, because this isn't just a, a, a sentimental good idea. Hey, let's get people jobs. This is actually this flows from a, a way of thinking about the scriptures but I, which I believe, I also firmly believe, is is a biblical way, a, a whole way of thinking, that God is redeeming all things, yes. and can even and and actually has the tendency to lift up the things that often the culture throws out. Yes. 
So the inner city is often the parts of the city we don't want to to lift up. Yes. Or we want to discard, make them go away. Yes. And here you are. You're saying let's bring business opportunities and not just money but uh, training and relationships. You have a, There's a mentorship piece to this that is fantastic. You have different mentors and different aspects of business. You bring all this to bear – on to, in order to bring the to bring uh, to lift up and bring whole communities and restore communities. Yes, amen, amen. Yes. Okay, I'm just I'm just restating what you're saying because I think it's just fantastic. Yes, and honestly, those communities, man, I think it's always interesting. Like we always think as Christians, especially Western believers. Yes, we think we need to go to these different countries and go to the inner city to 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 to. To show them the way. Yes, that's right. Right? Yep. But if you think about yeah, it, a lot yeah. of missionaries even yep. in Africa are coming back to the States yeah. and saying you guys need to be discipled yep. because materialism right. and consumerism has overcome our church and yes. the way we do – the yep. way we even worship Jesus. Yep. Right? It's like we are so inundated yeah. with, being, with being materialistic and also just our experience. We always want to do all these things. Yeah. And we lost the way of Jesus. Mm-hmm. True relationship, true just love and sacrifice. Mm. We don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And so we're and, and we think. Yeah, we think we're we become proud. Yes, and we think we know. We have all this information. Yes. We've got big churches. Yes, we got big bucks. Yes. big bank accounts. As they say, attendance buildings and cash. Yes. <laughs> so the ABCs. But we're missing really important fundamental things and we and we and and knowing that we miss that we need to look elsewhere we need to hear from brothers and sisters from around the world yes brothers and sisters in inner cities yes. uh, local pastors business people give of not give a voice a seat at the table and a voice in our lives if we're ever going to really full you know fulfill what we're called to be yes yes i mean i think that's a big deal man i think it's yeah. i mean not to go through too deep uh, well, let's keep it on hustle, but I even think how we do theology. Yeah. Right? Who we read. Right. Those things shape us. It's really true. I, I had the fortune of studying abroad. Yeah. I studied in, in, in the Philippines as well as in Europe. And I actually had read African theologians and, yes. and Asian theologians. Yes. And I realized then I came back to Phoenix and studied in seminary here as well and in the U.S. And we didn't read anyone from other countries except for Europe. Yes. Why, and we're missing a huge part of – God's truth and revelation that he has done. And God is working in Africa mightily. God is working mightily in Brazil. Brazil. Are we listening to them? Are we have a, and so, I mean, maybe maybe that's something we both could like challenge listeners because this is passionate for both of us is that we, who are we listening to? Can we give a voice? And that's really one of the reasons that I even have this show is I want to do that same. So, uh, what's the and so I think you hit on the biggest misconception is that we we are we we're too satisfied mm. in our current I don't know is that, how would you say something where we're really what are we really missing here comfort is an idol comfort comfort is an idol comfort is an idol in our culture yeah right and so one of the things I talk about is like at hustle some people are like I mean you guys are doing great work you're yeah. helping people get out of poverty and I said man if hustle if all we accomplished is help people make more money we failed yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like we want we want to change generations and how they look at not only poverty but relationship, mm-hmm. and connection, and saying, look, how do we pass it down? Like, so one of the things that happens a lot of times with our entrepreneurs is that 
when you when you start a business, your friends and family are watching you. Yeah, that's discipleship. Yes. All of a sudden, your friends, family, people are connected to you. They start getting vision like, man, you came from where I came from. And we yeah. played in the same sandbox right. or did whatever. Right. I could do it too. And then you start to see friends and family coming and saying, I want to do that too. That that You can't quantify yeah. that. Right? That's discipleship. That's what's happening. Yeah. That's what's happening currently in That's, our community. So – we're, as we're wrapping up our show, this has been a great conversation. You, you know lots of hustlers. You know where I can get some essential oils. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm fresh out. I need to de- de-stress and detox before yes. I go to sleep. No, I'm just messing with you. No, no. I do. I have some. I have some folks. <laughs> you got some deals? We got some folks. Man. Okay. So, so Oye, how can our listeners find out more about Hustle Phoenix? Yeah, go to our website, Hustle H-U-S. T-L-E-P-H-X dot com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, hustle underscore PHX. Obviously, Facebook, hustle, P- hustle Phoenix on Facebook. Um, follow us. Um, listen to our podcast. Yeah. We have a podcast on Instagram that goes live every Tuesday at noon. Um, you could Google us. You can see all the videos. We have a partnership with AZTV7. You can hear all the entrepreneur stories. And uh, just reach out. We love to get connected. Uh-huh. We're deeply involved in the community. We need people uh, to, to join us in this mission. That's great. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Great conversation. Could have, could have talked for another half hour easy. This was great. Oh, yeah. We'll hopefully have it back in, in a few years. We love it. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks again. You're listening to Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal.